This episode of Dying Alone Together is brought to you exclusively by Satisfyer. person that I kind of start flirting with, we even meet out a little bit, uh, I meet some of his friends at the bar because we're all just having a good time, and then there's like a little bit of a winky moment at one of his friends, and I mm. didn't know how to navigate exactly like, oh, that would be fun, but I feel like it could also, there's a wrong way to do that where you hurt someone's feelings. Oh, and, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah. Have you had the situation? Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, dying Alone Together. Uh, new episode. We are starting today talking about... When you're with someone, and when we say with someone, um, um, not like official, not like a serious relationship, but like you're, you've been talking to someone, you're hooking up with someone, mm-hmm. or you're, you know, lightly dating or hooking up with someone, and then you get energy from, or you specifically like a friend of theirs, mm-hmm. and how do we navigate that? So yeah. you've had this recently, yeah. But, I mean, nothing really fruitful came of it, I guess. But um, I don't know. It's it's still a curious thing in my head, though, about, like, because being in New York City, it, sometimes it feels like the gay world is smaller and smaller. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, Dan Savage talks about a lot. Like, he, he talks to people. The way he talks about it with the gay community in general is just, like, you know, by the numbers, the gay community is very small. And if we all started getting upset about people dating exes or people dating friends the way that, like, straight people do, like, no one would date anybody, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. But that's his point of view. Yeah, I mean, I've also been on the I've been on the other side of the fence where I'm attracted to someone who then is attracted to a friend of mine, and I feel just the worst. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, the psychology of it, right? So let's put let's – put, you and I in the situation of like we are the the person who the person that we're with likes a friend of ours. Yeah, so we're yeah, the yeah. person that's sort of like Been second tier. Exactly. So first off, someone who you probably like is is showing you're you're discovering that they have interest in someone else, which mm-hmm. no matter what your relationship is, even if it's casual, yeah. there's something that comes with that. There's yeah. a there's there's an ego hit. You think, why not me? What am I missing? Or whatever. Right. And then when you see that the object of that is a friend of yours, now you're creating this sort of strata mm-hmm. or, or or class system almost between you and your friend, which is now it's like, well, the friend didn't do anything wrong no. other than just be a cool person. And you think they're a cool person and attractive, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like now it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm the ugly friend or I guess I'm the, you know, like yes. it sets that kind of, you know, bad talk up in your mind. Yes. And, you know, I... Because I'm in my head, mostly, Same. I can intellectualize why things should be okay, but my emotions haven't caught up yet. Oh, I've, for sure. I've legitimately looked at my friend who made out with a boy that I was trying to date and told him, it's fine. You guys should just be able to kiss. And my eyes welled up with tears while I was oh. telling him. And I mean, it's true. Emotions sometimes aren't uh, up to speed with with how you can rationalize things. Well, I've decided I can no longer, and I'm, I'm sorry for this because I have a good time with him, but I can't go out with Matt Blum anymore, friend okay. of ours, Matt yeah. Blum, many music videos, including the feels where we're naked and all over each other. Um, <laughs> which I directed. Which you directed, of course. I forgot Boom. that. Um, um, I can't go out with him anymore because we are of a similar type mm-hmm. and 
people find him much more attractive than me. And oh, so yeah. every time we excuse the oh yeah. No, no, no. I say oh yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Through my heart, Jack Tracy. Hold on, let me clarify. I was saying, oh yeah, because in my head, I was in that same experience with my friend group. In the break, I'll be hanging no. myself from the shower curtain. No, bitch. No, 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 no. I was in my head saying, oh, oh yeah. yeah. He is way no, 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 no. Zero percent. I was thinking about how I'm with my friends and how there's always, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, now that we're all hanging out, we know who's going to get attention right. before the rest of us do. So it's like, it's like, there were so many moments where we, like, he was sort of my going out buddy, and yeah. we'd go out, and we'd be at some place, and, like, I'd think I was making eyes at someone, and mm-hmm. they would literally come over and just start making out with him out of nowhere. <sighs> and it's just like, I, I, I've i come home from nights with him where I have, like, cried yeah. <laughs> while going to sleep too many times. And uh, it's just like, Matt, I love you, yeah, but I can't. You can't. I can't go out with you. It's not... <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's not your fault, but it is but, all of your fault. <laughs> right, right. He also just has a more open, like literally people just like, he just looks at somebody and they just walk over and just start making out with him. Yeah. And it's like, do you know that person? No. No. I'm like, I don't, whatever power that is, I don't have that magnetism. In fact, there was a friend of yours that okay. one fateful night that I we, went out with your yeah, friend. Yeah, some long, long time ago. Uh, that's a story night. Yeah. Um, I don't remember his name. He's a skinny guy. But I tried to flirt with him a bit. And he had this look in his eyes of like, are you going to murder me? Like, he just like looked like I was about to like, just like kill him. I'm like, okay. I'm trying. I don't know what's happening. I'm sure what there was something I'm different going on in his brain. I'm sure that's not what he was thinking. But he he looked terrified what? that I was flirting with him. And I'm like, I, I don't. I need to. I need to direct this energy elsewhere. Oh, my God. I wish I'd. All right. So let's talk about. Mm-hmm. With this subject, yeah. you, what is you? So we, we victimized ourselves right, first. Right, Let's right, right. go from the other perspective. So right. you are, attracted are to out. Yeah. You're with someone. Mm-hmm. Either they're actually physically with you or you just know that you've now seen someone who is in their friend circle yeah. or is a friend of theirs that you have interest in. Mm-hmm. What, what, do you, what do you... So I believe in that it, it's it's... Because on the flip side, I know how it feels to feel very second tier and to feel like crap. I will probably compensate and give attention to the person that I've been with. And I don't know. It's it's always delicate, but trying to like figure out if there's a way to kind of end the expectation of us being kind of uh, exclusive or Mm -hmm. kind of like off out of bounds for certain people or whatever. I you know I don't know. I would probably. It's it's scenario to scenario, but I can imagine you know, gently being like, "Oh, your friends are cool. Who's are they together?" Like just kind of asking a question about friends, just to see, test the waters, and see what the temperature is with everybody sexually and kind of like flirtatiously. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Go from there. It's just so there's a lot of ways to do it wrong. You don't want to be like, "Hey, your friend's hot." Like it's just you know, yeah. I don't know. I think for me, I generally have blinders on in life anyway. So kinky. So <laughs> I, I did that last night with somebody. Um, but I generally have like I don't even if a celebrity walks by me on the street, I don't even see them. They're like, did you know that was that was Jane, did you just see Jane Krakowski? She literally brushed her shoulder. I'm like, no, like I, I'm not paying attention to the, the, the outside. I'm like in my mind doing things or I'm talking to the person I'm with. I put my phone down when I have conversations with people like I am I as someone who has a lot of anxiety about um, uh the future and who stews a lot on the past. I'm actually very present in moments. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. It's odd for me, but no. I, I, I don't, if I'm with you, I'm like, yeah. And, and so 
it one, it would just be rare that I would notice someone like that because I just wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't clock like, oh, that's attractive person. But like my brain would be, if I was happy with the person I was with, I would just be super focused on Mm -hmm. them. And so it would be rare for me, for me, for me to be with someone and see their friend and look at them and be like, ooh, I like that one, says I'm not super into the person that I'm with. Yeah. And if that, you know, if that's the truth, then it'll naturally kind of. And that's just for me. I think other people can. I just I hyper focus because I, I think we've talked about this before. Like when I'm with when I'm like when someone is my boyfriend and I'm like with someone, my porn searches change into literally the best description of that boyfriend as possible. Like no that way. person becomes the center of my sexual universe. No and way. Like, I like people that look like them, and I like things that like when I was dating the 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 hairy scruffy Brit. Like yeah. every porn search, hairy scruffy Whoa. Brit top, hairy scruffy Brit top. Like uh, when I was with um um well. I had some dalliances this summer with a Brazilian. It was all Brazilian searches. Okay. Like when I like somebody, that becomes what I'm super interested in. So, hmm. so I got I got far from my point. That's okay. the, the point that I was trying to get to is is if I'm if I'm if I'm noticing someone, then else, you're not. Present. Then I, I'm not. I'm not super interested yeah. in. And then I think what that'll mean is that you know over time that that'll translate. I think and then. With time, I think your friends are accessible to your exes, and with time, maybe you're accessible to your friend, your exes, or you know, whatever, hook a partner that you're, you know, yeah, trying to not disrespect. Um, I just won't. I, I like. I, okay, so say, say for me, yeah. it happens. Yeah, uh, I'm not. You know, I'm. Things are kind of winding down, or things aren't like. It's just sort of like a. Well, yeah, we have sex and we hang out, but it's yeah. not going anywhere with somebody, and we're out or something, or I see one of their friends, and I'm like, I would like to pursue this. Yeah, for me, first off. If we're all together, I will not do a thing because to make the person – I know what it feels like to be the person exactly. where the person that I'm with like suddenly decides I'm second fiddle and I will never make another person feel that way. So no. I will do everything. I will I will mask it. I will put that thought aside and in that moment, no. Yeah. I will go home mm-hmm. and I will have an internal debate of, okay, is the chance of this new person worth – like, like, I'm not going to try to secretly do both. No. So it means, do I end this mm-hmm. to pursue that? And mm-hmm. do I wait an appropriate amount of time so it's not, like, super clear that I'm going to be like, oh, bye, you. Like, I don't want to do that either. So, yeah. like, I really just think about, like, is it worth it mm-hmm. or is it not worth it? And if it is worth it, I'll end it with the person and just be, hey, I just don't think it's going anywhere. And, and you know, I think you're great, but blah, blah, blah figure out what an appropriate amount of time is and then start some subtle conversation on Instagram or something with the new person. Oh, I remember we hung out and this and that and just see where it goes. I have lived the fantasy version of this. I just remembered. (sighs) Do tell. I, you know, was attracted to a person and then met a friend of theirs that was also very attractive. And we all had good, like, chatty chemistry at the bar. Like, we're all making each other laugh and, like, you know, it's vibing very well. Mm. And then we all went home together. And like the like also there wasn't like a, I guess it's a little bit different because it wasn't like I was trying to protect anyone's feelings because it was so new and fresh. It wasn't like a oh I've definitely shown this person attention and now I kind of don't want to disrespect them. It was kind of like an easy thing of like it was like very new and just meeting each other and then I got to go home with both of the people that I was attracted with and it was very like that's the fantasy version but there's no way to kind of gear yourself up for that. I wouldn't no. like. I wouldn't be attracted to someone's friend and be like, hey, do you guys ever fool around? Do you guys want to, you know, do the threesome thing? No, no, no. Like, that's not tactful either. But 
Sometimes it happens. I did that. Ooh, what was the result? Uh, I'll let you know next week. Oh, (laughs) when when they're back from Fire Island. Oh my God! All right, Uh, I just—it's someone that I've been seeing for a while. Our relationship kind of just went to sort of friends who have sex. Like we weren't. There's just no. There's no romantic spark. Mm -hmm. It's perfectly nice. Yeah, the sex is great. Um, but there's just no romantic spark, and that's fine. So we've just kind of just been once a week. We'll go out dinner and. Have sex, yeah. And I just kind of, I, I noted, I found, oh, I, I found him on not, not that I was searching for him, but I saw him on Scruff, mm-hmm. and I saw his profile. And I'm like, oh, this guy is way kinkier than he's ever talked to me about. Whoa, like it's leather harnesses and all this kind of stuff, and like, like very dom, like this. And that. I'm like, I wish you would have shared this with me because okay. I'm very into all of this. And so we kind of talked about, we were now talking on Scruff a bit, and like, like, like our our relationship kind of like took a little kink turn. And then I was like, well, I'm really into, to, you know, I've been itching post-pandemic to, like, have a group experience again because I have not done that yeah. in a long time. Right. And he was, and he literally, like, he responded. First, it was the devil emoji, oh. meaning horny. <laughs> okay, the smiling devil emoji. And then six pictures of, like... <gasps> Which of these in my stable would you like me to bring next time? And I was like, all of them. Oh my God. (laughs) What a gorgeous, like, that's ideal. Next week, I'll let you know. Oh my God. I'm just going to sleep this entire week off and just be like, I'm ready for Jack to tell me everything. Pictures on the break. Oh, Uh, fuck yes. All right. Are we done yet? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh. I have I have opened a door that I'm very interested in That's walking through. Perfect. See, sometimes the fantasy result does happen, you sometimes guys. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it gets it happens. better. I think I think it really <laughs> it gets better. Uh, I think in some, it really just comes down to you just have to be communi- You have to communicate your feelings, mm-hmm, communicate mm-hmm. your thoughts, and be honest with yourself. Yes. And the person that you're with, even if it's an uncomfortable conversation, it is better to have it because if the person is um, secure, yeah, then they will appreciate, they may not be happy, but they will appreciate you being just forthright and honest. Yeah. And better that than you try to play some fucking comedy of errors game and get right. caught and then everyone fucking hate. That's the romantic comedies make it look like like and then you say you're sorry and it all worked out. No, they block you and they never speak to you again. Yeah, and I would say And oh, then they tell everyone they know how much of a piece of shit you yeah, are. Yeah, and I would also say own the awkwardness maybe with the Or they start a podcast and talk about Ooh, you. Oh shit, here we are. <laughs> but I would also say I don't know, own the awkwardness with as much humor mm-hmm. and kind of like, you know, we're taking it easy, you know, like the, the stakes aren't that high. Like no one's dying. Just kind of like own the awkwardness with, with a little sense of humor, because I right. think that's attractive if we're just kind of transparent and whatever. Sex is awkward and goofy sometimes. And just weigh whether you, the damage, mm-hmm. the potential damage. Like, right. I, I'm a lawyer. My job is to think about, not to get all started. I'm a lawyer. Star Jones, you know, Star Jones. You're fine. Um, she was a former host on The View, and every time she was the lawyer on The View, and she oh. would just be like, I'm a lawyer, and then like go into something. Oh. Usually wrong. Um, <laughs> but not to be all I'm a lawyer, but like, so I always think in worst case scenarios, like, how do I protect myself from the the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. So it's just think, okay, the worst case scenario in this is the person that I had been with hates me, doesn't talk to me again, and forbids the friend from. Like, I just blow up the whole scenario, and it's just, it's all gone. That's yeah. the worst-case scenario. Mm-hmm. What is the chance of that, and is the risk of trying worth that? Ooh. And you make that decision. Yeah, exactly. That's just the call you make. You know. I agree. I agree. It takes some thought sometimes. Well, we are going to... Um, 
We're going to go look at some pictures and uh, during this little break, and we will be right back to uh, hop on the apps or talk about some shit. Yeah. JJ, have you ever had a sexual encounter with someone who was not physically in the room with you? I mean, is it the 21st century? I, I think it's the 21st century, yeah. though I'm always kind of confused with that about like, okay, it's 2021. Yes, it is the 21st century. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. it's 21st century. Yes, so of course there are plenty of devices that allow you to give and receive pleasure, mm-hmm. um, sexual wellness devices, in fact, that uh, you can share with a partner uh, even when you're away from each other. What? No way. Is that something you would like to procure for yourself in order to enhance your sexual encounters? I think everyone could gain something from that. Yes. And do you know anybody who sells sexual wellness products that uh, that connect to an app that allow for such adventures? You know what? Now that you mention it, Satisfier can Satisfier. connect you today. Satisfier, who is the exclusive sponsor of this podcast, who we love. Yes. You need to go to their website, www.satisfier.com, S-A-T-I-S-F. Y-E-R.com is where you will find all sorts of app-enabled products that you can connect through the secure Bluetooth technology, strong bond, strong bond? Strong bond. Yes. I, I, I enjoy strong bonds, deep vibes, and uh, good times. <laughs> and you can have all of those with these Satisfired products uh, by going to Satisfier.com. And I think there is a discount code uh, for listeners, do you know what that is, JJ? Could it possibly be DAT30? DAT, dying alone together, DAT30 at checkout for 30% off. There it is. That isn't too shy. 30% off is a good discount. I mean, you're welcome, guys. Yes. And so, ladies, and anyone else? All. Uh, uh, guys, gals, nems, and everything on the spectrum. Can get a Satisfier wellness product that That's they will right. enjoy. That's right. If you're looking for sexual wellness, you know exactly where to go. That's satisfierwithay.com. So for our swipe segment today, we're going to jump into Scruff. But before we do so, uh, because the behavior we're about to uh, engage in is possibly morally questionable, <laughs> um, JJ, let's talk about the boundaries that we're going to set with what we're going to do and what, what decisions we have made that you can feel free to disagree with us yeah. with and write in about and we can talk about. Right. I would be honestly uh, available to criticism on this because I think it is a little bit of a gray area. Right. So what's the gray area? So whenever you share uh, naked photos of yourself, you could call them private photos, depending on who you are, I guess, is if you feel it private or not. But whenever you sext... And it's not with a disappearing photo, it's with an uh, unlocked album, or it's with a photo that stays on chat or whatever. The expectations for the person receiving that photo are that they, you know, well, hopefully they're not a shit person that are going to post them online or like blackmail you. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But as far as like them showing their friend or, you know, talking about a, a great nude that they got or whatever, I think that is such a behavior that everyone and that's a blanket statement, but like that everyone kind of participates in to the point where maybe it's okay here. Let's, let's first cross off the, the, um, the obvious fouls and, and like, like obviously Mm -hmm. if, if someone shares, so let's put ourselves and listeners, you can put yourselves with us as the position of the person receiving nudes from someone. Yeah. Okay. You've received a nude. Mm -hmm. I would say that if it is, a, if it is text messaged, no, let's take out of that. Obviously, by sending a nude, this person has not given you permission to take that photo and put it anywhere. Yeah. That is not 
by sending it to you that does not give you free reign to post it on the internet, to message it around, to to send it to other people, right. to use it as a catfish account. They have not given you permission to like use that photo. They've given you permission to look at that photo. So now it gets into the iffy area of like, what if I show it to somebody else? Right. If it's an expiring photo, I think it's very, meaning that like you look at it and then it's gone. Obviously you can't do that. Yeah. Um, and now that most apps have that feature, I think for people who want to be extremely sure that the only person who is seeing what has been sent does it that way. Yeah. And right. I think some of uh, what influences my feelings about this is the fact that I feel very casual about nudes. Right. But I know that's not the same story for everyone. So right. I want to think about that a little bit. But yeah, no, if I send something, I don't, you know, it's not even that. I, sometimes I'll go on Twitter, on porn Twitter. And if I'm, you know, interested in like a beach moment, if I look at a beach that I have been naked on, like as a tag or whatever, mm. I wouldn't be like no. completely shocked to find a picture of me or I mean, something. But that's, you know? but that's different because you, you're literally, I mean, that, there's a whole legal concept. Yes. That. You're yeah. in public. And right. At that point, you have no right to privacy. Right, like, right, right. right. You, but I, I, the attitude that I have about it is that it's not the end of the world and it would be okay no. if that were to happen or whatever. And we've had a lot of conversations about Exactly. That. Like there's a lot of nuance and it would be different situation to situation maybe. But my feelings about, I don't know, if I send a nude to someone and then I find it online, or, right. which hasn't happened, but hypothetically, I I don't know. I don't think right now the world's evolving in a way that everyone knows people are sexual. I, I think, I think. Whether you feel comfortable with it or not, I think just the act of taking someone's thing no, yeah, exactly. permission is just that's just a, that's a clear right. I still have a problem with the person wrong. that wouldn't behave that Absolutely. way, but We've I wouldn't have a problem with myself being on the internet. I guess. So then you get the situation where I think the like if you're someone has seen your nudes and you're arranging some sort of like like group thing or hookup or or something, I think it's it's it. You should ask. Hey, I'd like to show this to somebody to yeah. see to gauge their interest. Are you cool with that? Which is usually what people do, and I think that's a right call. Always asking. Mm -hmm. So now we get to so the the fuzzy area, the gray area is someone has sent something to me. Someone yeah. has unlocked for me. Yeah, and I'm going to open my phone and I'm going to show it to JJ. <laughs> um, right. It's kind of there's a little bit of a pause to consider. Maybe I would, you know. Practically, we have to accept that this happens all the time. Now, I, like, mm -hmm. people do it. So whether you think it's right or wrong, we just have to accept it's this happens, and it happens with regularity. There's gay comedians who talk all about all the time about, like, to girls to, or to, to straight men. Hey, if you sent your picture to my, like, gal pal, uh, I've seen it. Like, she's shown it to me. Right. Which is true. That happens. Yeah. And if someone – I think there's a difference between – I don't know why there's a difference between. Maybe I'm wrong. To me, there's like a difference between I'm I'm it's on my phone because it was sent to me and I'm handing it over to show you versus I'm saving it to my phone. I'm putting it. I'm like sending it to you. Mm -hmm. I think there's a dip. I think the act of like giving you now ownership over it by right. it now belonging to you is a problem. I would never send without asking. I would never like, hey. I had an ex who had like a group chat with his friends and they would just post all the cool dicks that were sent their way. And I'm like, right. I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. Because this person did not ask to be put on some public forum, forum with you and your friends to be commented on. And like now they, now they have, they could save that picture and yeah. now they have it. And that, that the spread of that is not, but I think for me, as long as it stays on my phone, I think if, you have not done an expiring photo and you've unlocked it. Yes, 
the unlock is only only meant for me, but I think you accept the risk that like I could hand my phone over to someone and show you. I think I think you have to if you do not absolutely do not ever want that to happen to your photo, you send an expiring photo. Otherwise, I I think you have to accept that that's just how people behave and that's what people do. Like that I I accept that. That's what I'm ready for whenever yeah. I do photos. My photos stay in chat. Right. I don't because like take it do it like I'm in a, I'm so jaded and broken now that it's just like <laughs> like name an XDP. Um <laughs> is is uh like it's just like send to every fucking one. No, yeah. Oh, would, to be clear, that's not. I'm not giving permission n- to anybody who's listening to this to say I anything. I know. Now look at that. But if you did Pandora's box right there, right? If you did, like, like I would not be happy with you. But I'm also I'm not gonna like. That's what I'm saying. Sleep. It's my, just like, oh, fine. Yeah, criticism would be for the person that have that behavior. But for the my, right. I wouldn't feel irresponsible and I wouldn't feel slighted in my personal, you know, I don't know, future or something. I don't know. It's 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 funny. But and like I said. Earlier, I think part of the reason that I feel like it's okay, besides me feeling casual about my own pictures, I guess, is that I, this could be wrong, but I feel s- like a safe person that I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not, I would never look at nudes someone wanted to, to, I don't know, talk about badly unless we were just saying like, clean your mirror or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's like funny judgmental things or whatever, but I'm never, I'm not like a person who's like, oh, show me the worst nude you got. Like, that's really annoying. Oh, that would be, boring. I mean, I've never done that. That's hurtful. No, yes. But I, you know, in celebrating and in kind of like, you know, just yeah. whatever else it is, it's just kind of like this, I don't know, supportive kind of thing usually. So with that said. Yeah. We are now opening Scruff. Uh-huh. And I am going through the people who have recently unlocked mm-hmm. for me. And JJ and I are just going to take a little tour. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not going to say anything about the person in anything with their pro. We're not even going to look at their profile because we're going to make sure that we are not identifying any person. We're just going to describe what we're seeing, mm-hmm. what we like about it. And this will just kind of give you uh, um, like commentary on, on, on explicit photos yeah. and what does it for us and what doesn't. Yes. And, you know, without identifying anyone. So maybe it's, it's also okay. I don't know. <laughs> so, Whoa. We've got a full hairy leather daddy, mm-hmm. full gear, mm-hmm. just like thick chain necklace. Well, let's see what else is. That was the first photo out the gate. And then down down the line of the photos. Also, wait, how many photos a person has in an unlocked That's album? That's interesting. Makes a I think it I think it if you have a if you literally have a gallery yeah. of explicit photos, like you down to fuck, and you fuck a lot, and you have a high libido. Yeah, but I've also, I, one thing that I once observed was a person seemed to put every nude that they had in their unlocked photo, and 90% of them were like the same face, the same pose, the same mirror, different underwear maybe. Or like, angles, girl. Yeah, but it was the same photo like 20 times, and I thought that was something to unpack. But this person doesn't have that story. The first person has like pretty various photos. And this person is very much into gear, and they're very proud of the uh, girth of mm. their penis, which they should be. I mean, I am going to try to get this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess I have that. Oh, he has a cock ring that this person has. Mm-hmm. That's cute. I like a little uh, embell or jewelry. I was going to say embellishing, but that's not what that is. There's something about. Let's talk about that and like gear. Sure. So, I like leather. Mm-hmm. But not, I don't consider myself part of the leather community because I think when I've engaged with people who are like, who consider themselves like I'm part of the leather community, it's like a whole, almost like a lifestyle. Yeah. And no, there's no shade. I just don't find, it's not that for me. It's, it, it adds to the, the, my, 
my kink side in terms of like, um, you know, dom sub and and role play and sort of like letting go of, of ego and id and being carnal and passionate. There's something about like the act of like, I am putting this on mm-hmm. and now I am not because like my ex, I would have him do it because it, well, he he obviously owned all the shit he did it, he liked it too yeah. but it was it was like oh I'm not so and so anymore mm. I'm putting this on mm. and by putting all of this on mm-hmm. I am just here to drill you yeah. and it's like uh huh uh-huh, that uh-huh, is uh-huh, what made uh-huh. pup play uh, make sense mm. to me mm-hmm. I have not uh, I've never done it but it does intrigue me yeah no I think that act of like hey let me take myself out of the situation and not be in my head because I'm someone else that makes total sense for a sex brain right This pr- oh and also can I mention uh, this unlocked album we're looking at, I have a thing for a tastefully lit nude, and this it's final a, photo is art. It's literally everything is in shadow except, except his, his dick. enormous girthy dick. And, and it's like, yes, you, it's, have, you have an eye, sir. It, he does have an eye. There's also a little bit of highlight in the background of the photo, which mm. honestly, it's like an interesting, I have a lot to look at, and I, it's, it's a fun like journey. The soft afternoon light has has come through the, the window shade. Mm-hmm. And just gently hit mm. a that's t- enormous throbbing girthy. Dick. Yes, it's like gentle lighting on a beautiful subject. <laughs> yep, we'll be responding to you. <laughs> now we've got a couple mm-hmm. with no X photos. Yeah. So this is here's another here's so here's what this is. This is we are a couple that don't want to out ourselves. So our private photos are our faces. Yes. It's we're only showing our faces to people that we want to know are open. So I am not going to show you any of these photos because hmm. that feels different. Yeah. And I mean, all respect to anyone who if feels... If the main photo is not your face... Yeah. And all the privates are your face... Yeah. This feels different. Yeah. And it's something else to navigate. I kind of understand, you know, wanting to protect certain things. Like maybe their relationship depends on this kind of um, being protective of, of their identities or whatever. But... Uh, yeah, still more to navigate. So here's someone that I hooked up with in recent. Let's just say recently. Okay. Uh, just subjectively talking about what an unlocked album does. So here we go. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 33, 33, I think there's four, a five, number six, somewhere that'll just tell seven, you. Nine. We have over 40 photos. Mm-hmm. Over 40 in the unlocked album. Ooh, and how about this? This is something I remember. So it appears, Jack, you've got a subscription to Scruff Pro. I do. So one thing I remember is that I I, I never paid for it, but I got Scruff Pro for a month one time by attending, I think it was at Urban Bear, actually. And they like had like a promotion where if you checked in at this event, then you got a month of Scruff. Oh. Yeah, but I that was the only time I ever had it. I remember also only getting three photos in, um, in unlocked album and then mm. wondering what the rest of them were, which... This person has like clothed photos for the first few, and so you need Scruff Pro in order to see any of the other goods, which is right. another kind of interesting way to navigate, like protecting, you know, um, or or playing the game of like uh, mystery. So this dude I know is perfectly fine showing. Yeah, and I'll show you why. It's it was it required some stretching. He's got some great. Um, yeah, no, he's hot. Here's why. Hold on, where is it? I know it's here because I remember it. That's why I know he's okay because oh, yeah. here is a screenshot of him in a pornography. That's cool, <laughs> and I, so yeah. I know he's fine. <laughs> That's really cool, right? I, what does it say that? I mean, whenever you see a screenshot of a porn in someone's private album, what does that conjure in your head? Because I am excited by that. I think it's it's um, different. It, yeah, it's changed for me. I used 
because of some sex shamey stuff right. and some like unreasonable views on like who's more likely to have an STI, Ugh. which is not correct, but was something I used to think. Right. I used to be very like <gasps> not a porn star. Yeah, I remember and that. And now because of how I've sort of integrated myself with my sexual self, I kind of actually prefer a porn star you know? because it's like this is someone who fully who who may who may be more likely to have a similar sex brain to me and be able to like okay well this is relationship brain this is sex brain and this is when it's love and this is when it's fun and this is when it's and might be able to sort of like navigate those different boxes in the mm-hmm. way that I want to yeah so but it could all right you could also find someone who's person who is a very difficult and complicated relationship yeah. with sex too but yeah no for me now it's almost like uh, ooh this could be fun yes and also I, I was gonna add. Whenever people are involved in sex work, whether it's porn or whatever, right. I feel like that sometimes legitimizes the idea. Again, this isn't like 100% accurate, right. I think. But those people are looking out for their health for, uh, you know, employment reasons, too. So I feel right. like oftentimes they yeah, are the ones who are tested way the more than you are. Yes. Yeah. And that's such a like, what's what's to complain about there? What's to shame there? Like, that's and, really and cool. honestly, and this is a whole subject for another time. But yeah. like, um. I may have done. The, I may have talked about this already, but like the only reason we feel a certain way about STIs any differently than we feel about the cold or flu mm-hmm. uh, is for for all of the the ones that are like easily treatable um, is because it came from sex. No one is like, oh, mm-hmm. JJ has the flu. I think he takes the subway. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. no one does that. Like it's because we think sex is somewhere in our brains. We've been told that sex is bad, and so we, he got it because he did something bad. No, he didn't. You're right. Yeah. So even if you were to, you know. Yeah. Catch an STI from anybody, whether they're a porn star or right. not. Like it doesn't tell really... the people who are potentially exposed. Yeah, uh, uh, get yourself treated and move on with your fucking life. It's right. not a big deal. Yeah, no one. It's no one's responsibility to to. Um, I don't know. There's not like a blanket statement right. for how porn stars are supposed to be. Right, 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 right. right. I, I I actually kind of hate the, the conversation. Like when like porn stars are STIs, but I I th- do you think because that's a that's a bat that you shouldn't. You're right. You it's shouldn't too... conflate those two things. They're uh, yeah. not. They're not. They're not in the same wheelhouse. But. I do think it is something that a lot of people and we're, think. We're talking exactly. We're talking about the evolution of our psychology right. of it, really, because again, you know, no one has to be anything that I'm saying. But yeah. my brain has expanded comfort zones because I used to feel the same way. That yep. okay, that means you're a risky, you're a more dangerous person, or something. Well, you know what, JJ? I think we should expand our comfort zones in this next break and come back with a very special guest. Woo-hoo. I've got brand new toys. So I went down to my package room the other day, and it turns out that uh, Satisfyer sent me a brand new box of, I mean, multiple new toys. It's part of their um, uh, uh, anal extension, which is a, a, a some coursework that I attempted to take at the new school, uh, and they blocked my email. Um, anal August? I don't know. I don't know when you're going to be hearing these ads, but I'm recording it in August. To me, every... Every month of the year is anal. Anyway, I should promote these products. So the one I want to talk about today is the Twirling Joy. Um, It is described as a tip vibrator. And the best way I can describe it is it kind of looks like like an E.T. finger. You know? I'll be in here is what I tried to make my Dom say when he used it on me and he refused. Um, It's it. Basically, I used it to sort of um, stimulate sort of the outside area and then just inside before uh, we got down to business, and it was really hot. It was actually really hot to have someone else use it on me. Um, 
and and I know that by comparison because I started using it and then I handed it off to him and it was much better when he was in control of it. But those are issues between me and my therapist. Um, so get yourself um, you can get yourself a twirling joy today with thirty percent off by using discount code DAT thirty at checkout. That's dying alone together thirty DAT at checkout. Satisfier.com. S A T I S F Y E R dot com and um, if you do get the twirling joy and uh, twirling enjoy it, uh, please uh, reach out to us on our Instagram at, at Dying Alone Podcast and let me know how much it made you want to phone home. Our next guest is described as a creative chameleon and the epitome of a DIY musician. His multi-ethnic background and private Catholic school education ultimately contributed to his constant exploration of self through visual and creative transformations. And although he's primarily inspired by dance, house, and new wave music, our next guest also loves to art direct his life, experimenting with photography, makeup, fashion, and design. His new dance single, Love is Love, and his sparkling new 14-track remix EP, Love is Love Remixes, are out now. Our next guest, Benji Bradshaw. Hey, Benji. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Welcome to Dying Alone Together. So um, why don't you tell the people how we know each other? Oh, yes. So Jack and I go way back. We, the last time I saw him, he was at my apartment on my bed with the camera, with the lights, and we had a photo (laughs) shoot. We did, and you've seen a lot of those photos. And I, yes, I've seen them, and your new single out with the single cover with the one we did on the ground with the electric like neon moment, it looks incredible. That, yeah, that's a, that's a great, we had, we had a great shoot, and, and it was right before the pandemic, uh, because I wasn't, because then when everything shut down, I was like, well, great, I have nothing to promote, so I have nothing to use these photos for, so it's great to be able to use them now, and at that time, I was in the best shape of my fucking life. <laughs> You still are, but like, yeah, you're sure. Like, <laughs> incredible. Thank you. I appreciate that. So Benji, I, I, so the reason I reached out to Benji for a photo shoot, and I'm still trying to find a way for us to collaborate on a video, um, is because I just, I, he, we use the same hashtags on Instagram when we're promoting our stuff, and he just kept coming up in my feed of like, oh, he's a local New York, and he performs here, and he has this song, and he's done this, and so it was just like, okay, okay, I gotta DM this guy, and we're like, we gotta, we gotta connect. We, this cool. is, and so yeah, I just found him through the hashtags, and it's one of those great like, we met on Instagram and then collaborated. Nice. This is my first interaction with Benji, but I will say that I, uh, whenever you know, I got the guest list and the prospects, I looked up your stuff and I'm just excited to talk to you because everything was really cool and very inspired for sure. Your stuff is very professional. Benji. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. No. I mean, that's. It's just this is my life. Like you guys said in the intro, is is like just the whole package of you know creating. And I know both of you are like this too, because like, you guys are in this podcast. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's just about the whole vision of like the music to the visual to the art direction. So. Thank you so much for understanding that and like being so supportive. Oh, totally. Only respect for that. And I you love it. really are a DIY. Like you're 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 a bit. And I don't I don't say that with shit. I say that with with like I you know you've got a you've got a, a a walk up apartment you know in in New York. You've got a small space and you make that space fucking work. Yeah. Like like you turn every single corner of that apartment into a like and you've got the right props and yeah. like you you we have this I it, the pictures haven't come out yet of this but we have this whole shoot that looks like we filmed in some like like burlesque mm-hmm. uh, boudoir kind of thing and it was literally just like a couple different lights some new fabrics and yeah. like he really does it. Not every talented person has ingenuity but that yes. makes for a very exciting artist. Thank you. So yeah. Oh no, go ahead. 
And I was gonna say, I can't wait for all the other images. I, you just reminded me there's so many more. I was like, oh my God, there's, we, <laughs> we, we took, like you said, that whole day, we just, about, it wasn't even a whole day, it was a few hours, but we got like so many photos out of it. So I can't wait to hear them, see them all. So um, you have joined us today for a game that we've played a few times with a few guests. Um, we're playing Flag for Flag, because if you can't flag yourself, how the hell are you going to flag someone else? Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole point is to, you know, we all have red flags that we look for when looking for a a date, mate, or uh, anonymous encounter. And uh, we all have flags that we carry ourselves, and it's important to just understand that, you know, People will see us and, and see red flags as well. So <laughs> we're going to go around, around Robin, talk about a flag, uh, comment on it, and then talk about a flag about ourselves. Um, Benji, are, and we can cut this if you want me to. Um, are you currently seeing anyone? What, what do you? What, where, what is your interaction with the the dating world? Yeah. So currently, I'm single. Um, I've been single really technically for about five or six years. Okay. Um, I've. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's, it's and I'm not I'm not actively on any apps if that helps. So I'm literally it's like if I see something, say something kind of a situation. <laughs> Mysterious packages on the subway. Um, uh, a, a dick print in sweatpants. Mysterious I saw it. Package. I said it. <laughs> yep, that's the whole package. Right there. Yeah, you could copy and paste that for me too, Benji. I think that's kind of my same story. I've been single for probably about six years. I mean, as far as like partners that you call a boyfriend, I guess. But I've dated around and. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Well, with the exception of my recent experience in, in Bear Creek, Provincetown, I am someone that requires the apps because people do not feel comfortable approaching <laughs> this or are very terrified when I approach them because I have a general energy of, oh, this person may have killed someone. Unless they're a tourist looking for directions or something. Correct. And then I'm I'm helpful white person. Like, <laughs> oh, this white person is, this friendly white person will tell Let me, me where Let me bother him is. while he has headphones on and exactly. just talk to him. All right. So let's get to the game. So flag for flag. Uh, we always like to let our guests go first. So Benji, what is a red flag you look for when you're when you're out um on the market so for me the biggest is if there's if they want something if they want too much too soon so yeah so i obviously you can't tell by looking at someone about this one so this is more like once you've started talking to someone and if they're like oh hey can we hang out tomorrow oh hey can you can you come meet me in prospect park oh like now like Mm. And that's the easy things. And then it gets, it can get elevated to like, Hey, like, I want you to like pay for this. And I'm like, wait, why am I paying for you? Like, I'm not, you're not a product kind of a thing. Wow. So yeah, I've had that. I've had the whole range. Um, but it's just like the, the immediacy of like wanting to have so much so fast to me mm-hmm. is a red flag mm-hmm. mainly because I had a relationship that was like that where like, you know, it's fine if you have that, like the beginning initial, like flurry of love and excitement, um, but when they're like, to me, it's when, when somebody's like too much and like, oh, can we talk now? Can we talk tomorrow? What are you doing tomorrow at five? What are you doing t- the next day at th- six? Like, yeah. to me, it's just like, it makes me claustrophobic. <laughs> totally. So, yeah. That's just how I, I feel. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I can observe that behavior as well. Um, and whenever I'm the one that's excited, I always have to talk to myself to like, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I haven't done what you're talking about. I've never asked someone to pay for something immediately <laughs> or like, or, you know, like, can we talk today, tomorrow and the next day or whatever. But I think everyone can also relate to maybe feeling like, oh, I'm really excited and I need to tone it down or whatever. I usually, I can, I can see both sides, but it is something to pay attention to. Yeah. This, this, this pay for this. Oh God. Yeah. Like, and let me tell you, like gay community, no one pays for 
no one's paying for no. Except, let me tell you, I'm, I want to keep talking about because I had such a great time. But my week in Provincetown, someone bought dinner for me. Ooh. Someone bought a drink for me. And I was like, someone bought this shirt that I'm wearing. <laughs> it's like, who, where am I? Yeah. Am I in Brigadoon? Like, where am I? Um, th- this has happened. No one no one has ever bought me a drink. God, like, I gotta get to P-Town. But I, I, um, I, yes, the too, too much too soon. So I've had this recently. There was a guy who we met on Tinder and we were messaging, and it was just well, two different guys, actually. And it was so much messaging before, like, we set a date. Like, oh, we're going to go out on, it's Saturday, we're going to go out on Tuesday night. And literally texted me every 20 minutes from the time we exchanged numbers. And we didn't end up meeting because I was just like, this is too much, too much. Let's meet. Let's meet. Like, we haven't even met yet. And it's just... Oh, and this, and oh, and that, and we should do this, and we should do that. And it's like, to me, what that says is, because I have done this, I have friends that I watch do this. You actually don't, you don't know me. Mm-hmm. You are projecting what you want me to be mm-hmm. onto me, and that's what you're seeing, and you're falling in love with that. You are literally in a in a in a, in a loop where. I'm just a screen that you're projecting on, and you're like, it's I want this, and I want that, and I want that, and it's like. But you don't, you don't know me yeah. yet. I wonder though too. I that's how it feels, especially observing it. But I wonder if it also says like they will have better chemistry with someone who can receive that, and maybe that's just not me. Maybe, yeah. maybe. But at the same time, I'm like, ooh, that could be exactly what it is. I'm like maybe they're living in their head so much, maybe because of a breakup or something, and they're just super eager for something specific. Right. I don't know. Yeah, could be either way. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think for me, it's like, like you said, it's like if, if some people are like into that, like they enjoy that kind of really rush and like the back and forth and they expect yeah. that and that's totally fine. Um, but to me, it does come off like a little based on my experience. It's just the people like that. It doesn't stop. So it's like once you give that attention, if you don't give that attention later on, they're like, oh, wait, what happened? Like, why aren't yeah. you texting? And it's like, yeah, OK. We've been talking for six months now, and I want to. I just need a day off social media and a day off my phone. Yeah. And if I don't respond now, you're expected to do that, and then more and more and more. So that's kind of where like my mind goes. So, so yeah. it's kind of like <laughs> like I'm like yeah. stuck in that mode. Like, oh my god, no, too much. It's not going to go good. But you know what? That's also even in like the whenever I get over the hump of like the honeymoon phase with someone or whatever, that's still the same problem later on. But it's just it makes more sense for it to happen later on. And that's a natural transition to my red flag, which we can just fly through. Which yeah. is basically it's it's the over texting. That's yeah. what I It's the it's yeah. the, the there is a excitement that I like. But then there is the the if we have not met yet, our text should be um, light conversation. Hey, how are you? How is your day? Maybe at the most, like the date is where we will have. Where are you from? And what have you done? And like, like that's where we will. Like, don't 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 blow your load now. Like <laughs> like on all of the stuff that we should be talking about on our date. I get being excited by someone, and I've had that where like I, I I'm really excited to meet this person, so like I want to talk to them a lot, but like. Hold back, yeah. like, and I, and if you don't, it is very likely we don't end up having that date because I will be so turned off because by the time it's like the, the day comes, it's like Jesus Christ, this person's just blowing up my phone constantly. Yeah. I like I'm annoyed. I'm I haven't even met you and I'm annoyed. Yeah, and so then I 
Done. I just, I've, I've lost it. I don't have interest anymore. Absolutely. JJ, what's yours? Mine is less poignant than what we've gone through so far. <laughs> Mine is just whenever a person dislikes SNL. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, that keeps coming up. Really? People I haven't. hate people. I haven't watched SNL in years. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, I don't care, but like, yeah. why are you so proud of that? Right. Like, I'm not saying if you don't watch SNL, that's fine. There's plenty of stuff to pay attention to. But whenever you make it a part of your personality, maybe to dislike SNL, I think that's boring. And also, I love SNL. <laughs> so yeah. I'm very, like, if I feel like if you don't like the corny sketches, then, you know, there's the cerebral sketches for you. Like, there's something for every part of my humor. So I don't know. I'm a fan and I feel like if you don't like it because it's been off-putting to you once, you just haven't given it a chance, which is annoying. And I know like you don't have to give anything a chance. You don't have to have an acquired taste for anything. But for me, whenever someone says that, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I wonder why it's such like a point of pride for some people to like... Why, why to be that? contrarian what is it about the sh- to well, be contrarian is a turn on for people it's weird but to be like oh I don't like what everyone else likes is just something about that makes you special and it doesn't <laughs> yeah that's yeah it's a weird like I don't watch I have a I have a version of that within me in that there are times when if someone there's like this peak if you tell me about a show too many times oh I won't I'll, I'll never end up yeah. watching it like there's like there's like Three people can tell me to watch, you know, Maravish Town, but then if six people tell me, I'm not going to watch it. I don't know why that is. That's some like thing in my brain where it's like, yeah. okay, okay. I'm I missed the boat it. on a couple shows. For... I missed the boat on a lot of shows. Yeah. I mean, there's too many. Who cares? Interesting. All right. Well, let's let's cycle through the more interesting, of course, which is <laughs> the red flag about ourselves. How much self-deprecation can we handle? Benji, what do people need to know or what would people see about you that they might consider a red flag? So, yeah. So let's just go out there. Um, you know, because I'm busy, like we said, we're now we're, we're all artists here and creators. And I mean, there's, I need my time. I need my music time. I need my performance practice. I need X, Y, Z. And so a red flag for somebody else who's not used to that is that if I'm not giving them, if I'm not returning your calls in six hours, if I'm not returning your text in six hours, then probably I'm not that interested, to be honest, mm-hmm. because I, I still make time for the people I love. You know, like I, it's not like I ignore them. But if, yeah. if I'm putting my music ahead of you, then that's probably a sign that, that I'm not in, that into you, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Take a hint, Linda. Yeah. yeah. I, that makes sense. Yeah. And but it sucks though, because I've, I've gotten a lot like people are like, oh, I just didn't know that you were into me because you didn't respond. And I'm like, no, I gave you six hours. Like I, I you know, like you texted me at like, like 9am. I didn't respond till seven, but like, it's because I was busy and I'm trying to focus. It's not against you. And they just didn't like that. So that's, you know, again, it's like, if they're not into that, then it's not going to work. Now, let me, let me question you on this a little bit. Are you reading the message and so for six hours, it's appearing red, but no response. Or are you just not picking it up? <laughs> it depends. It depends. This is the question. Okay. I think if I have, a, I, could, I, I forget that that happens. So I just have a policy of if I know I'm not going to respond to this right now, I don't even open it because I, I want you to see that I haven't even seen it yet. Mm-hmm. That's the smartest way. And I'm trying to get better at that because it's so true. Because if they see you saw it, then that's just rude. You know, it's like, oh, you saw my message, but I'm not, it's not worthy of a response. Well, it'll be, it'll, it'll definitely be perceived as rude. But as you're saying, sometimes I do open the app and the message opens up immediately and I'm busy. So it's like, it's kind of, you know, situation to situation. It's always a convenient excuse to say, oh, sorry, I got distracted. But sometimes it's true. 
I think the the best policy is if that happens, if you do open it and you know you don't have time. Oh yeah, you just either either like because now on all these apps you can like react, mm. so you could like you know thumbs up or whatever just so they like they, that could also be passive aggressive i guess but like or just be like be like just saw this um, yes. um heading into a something I'll, I'll message back later exactly yeah that's that's uh, yeah. really nice way to but sometimes i can't even i can't even bring oh, my... i'm not good i'm not perfect no. at it no 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 i can't even like bring myself to prioritize that in the moment like if i have something else going on i've like i've got blinders on sometimes yeah. and I, I don't care or just send a whole pic yeah just let them know you care distract me harder <laughs> <laughs> So I don't have time to respond to this. Uh, here's my hope. Uh, <laughs> so, so my red flag about me, and I'm sure everybody already knows this from the podcast because it comes up all the time, which is that I have um, like uh, body dysmorphia and body issues uh, that I'm, I'm very aware that I have. And my therapist and I talk about it all the time. It comes from... My mother mostly, I mean, my entire family is, is, most of my family is extremely overweight and my mother is extreme, like she is not allowed, she does not allow pictures of herself and she has not gone outside the house or allowed pictures of herself since she was 90 pounds, which I think was like 1983. So just growing up in a household like that where it's like, well, people can't come to the house because no one can see me, you know, I haven't lost the weight yet, I haven't, you know it's really just fucked with all of that with me add on to that the culture add on to that the fact that in my mind for so long i desperately wanted to be the tiniest little throw around twink and i just don't have that body like i just was not given that body i all through law school like i would spend whole days where all i ate was a packet of tuna and a vitamin water just to try to get skinny and it's just i don't do that anymore i don't have food issues so much anymore i eat like a normal person but like and i've accepted what my body is but like i talk about it too much and i i catch myself when like like I'll, I'll like sit down with someone like at dinner and someone be like, oh, you look really great. You know, you look just like your pictures or something. And I'll just be like, oh, well, you know, good lighting. Like I'll quickly like I won't take the compliment. I'll just be like, oh, well, you know, I, I really gained some weight over Provincetown. I'm sorry. I know it's like, why am I why am I like no one? They didn't ask for that. They didn't, you know, and it's me. It's my mind like being just very judgmental about what my appearance is and if I've lost the five pounds that I always think I have on me or whatever. So that is a red flag about me. I think it's just something people just have to understand that it's something I'm, I'm working through and yeah. continuing to grow on, but it'll probably be a little annoying. Yeah. And it's not their job to make me feel better. Like, and I, that's the problem is that people see that and they're like, Oh, do I have to constantly tell you you're pretty? Do I have to constantly tell you this and that? No, it certainly helps. No, it's not your job, but just understand that the calls are coming from inside the house. Right. But as this game has kind of displayed, I think everyone's got something, of course, right? Oh. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's cool to own that. All right, JJ. Yes. So mine, I don't know. You guys went poignant, and I just kind of, like, came up with, like, the, I don't know, easy. Is your red flag that you do like SNL? <laughs> <laughs> My red flag is that I love SNL. No. Um, well, in the same vein, it's that I am a cuddler, and in mornings, my ideal morning is to stay in bed and not leave the bed, sort of, and just kind of do that thing. I, it's not even a red flag for some people. For some people, that's kind of a, you know, the door's open, like this is a, it'll work better. I don't know. I kind of shit the bed on, on picking a red flag for myself maybe, but I have observed, I've experienced where, um, it's not mutual. Like someone's like, no, no, like when you wake up, it's time to start the day and get shit going. And that's not me. So my red flag is I will reject that idea. And ideally, let's, if we have the morning off or whatever, I'm, I want to stay in bed and watch a movie or something. Is that a red flag? Does that work? Is that red flag? It is for me. Oh, okay, good. It would drive me nuts because oh, I like 
I must be busy. I must stay productive. Yeah. The, the, I have bought a boatload of edibles from Provincetown so that I force myself at certain evenings to be like, this is a night where you literally just sit and don't think and just hang out. Nice. And I will have to drug myself into that state <laughs> in order for that to happen because my brain is saying – there are six mixes you could be making. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And the things that I like doing are also fun to me. Yeah. So it feels like leisure, but it's still extremely productive. Oh, so yeah. I'm trying to take at least one night a week to say, you are not going to produce mm-hmm. anything yes. for the next six hours. So I think more more articulated, uh, my red flag would be that I do prioritize rest to a degree that irks some people. Lazy as fuck, shut in. That's what it is to some people. That's like the, that's what the judgment's called in their head. But I'm just gonna cutesy it up a little right. bit. Benji, do either either of our red flags stick out to you at all? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> no, I actually both of them really relate. Um, especially so, like with JJ, what you said is you know with the sleeping thing is like I'm like the same as Jack. Like in terms of like the morning is when I want to get up and want to just get going. But at night, I can afford to like chill out, oh. that kind of a thing. So, but I do miss, again, I haven't really seen someone in a long time, but I kind of do appreciate those moments in the morning and you like wake up and you kind of just are with that person. So I get the beauty of it. It's just that like like where I am now, I can't imagine, you know, really getting into that. And then in terms of Jack, um, yeah, no, I think the fact that you've voiced that and that you're aware of that is really crucial because at least that person, they they know where you stand. It's like, okay, yes, he's he knows he has this rather than someone who's like, going through it and maybe doesn't aware doesn't have that awareness so hopefully Mm -hmm. the person would obviously respect that um but i i hear what you're saying yeah so um but it's so fun because i think you know we're still getting to know each other benji but i think you and i are very similar in a lot of ways and i think uh also i used to get criticized because even at night like i'd get it when i was with my ex i'd get in bed and he he was always ready to like and good night and i would get in bed and i'd be like okay so tomorrow, tomorrow I've got to mix three things and then I'm going to send this email to so-and-so and he would literally take a pillow and just put it over my face and just be like, stop, stop, turn it off. We're going yeah. to bed. <laughs> yeah. Right. That would be me. I'd be yeah. putting the pillow on your face basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's just, we have like a three, the three of us right now have like a dichotomy or something, but yeah. Um, yeah like, yeah. The trichotomy. Tri- oh yeah. Sorry. Try, try, try. No, yeah, okay. Speak English. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, yeah. <laughs> biology no but the thing is is that that's like exactly what happened was that except in my case you my ex or whatever would be like no like you cannot do this anymore like yeah. mm-hmm. and actually they would not want me to even dress up like and that that's a whole nother issue but they just didn't want me to be like a certain way they wanted me mm-hmm. to be like more like a quote-unquote guy and they didn't want me wearing makeup or didn't want me wearing quote-unquote female clothes Oh, that's a whole we were gonna bring you back. That you've just opened a door that it yeah. deserves a lot more attention. So I think I think we're gonna need a part two with Benji in the future totally. to go through all of yes. that. But in the meantime, Benji, why don't you tell our subscribers where they can find you? Yes, so you can find me as Benji Bradshaw on all social media. Instagram is my main hub, which links out to everything, but I'm on Spotify, um, YouTube, just search Benji Bradshaw with a Y. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will be right back after this break to either leave you with some love and light or pick a fight. That was awesome. JJ, I, I'm actually going to continue the streak of love and light. I am going to leave the audience today with some love and light. Oh my God, how generous. Because by the time you are listening to this, this has already happened. Right. 
Um, and I know that we had a really great time. I assure you that we had a really great time because I'm very excited to do this. So I'm going to leave my love and light to the people at Dixon Place for letting us do our very first live show. Oh my I God. hope some of you saw it. I hope some of you came. Um, Dixon Place has been so great to me. Had me curate a night of comedy for them, two nights of comedy for them, a night of shorts, did a live performance of music, and then we did the show live. Like they were just so open. They they were in a spot where I, when I reached out, they had had some people drop out on them, and they were just like scrambling. They were like, "Can you curate some nights for us?" And I was like, "Let's do it." Mm. And um, they they're so professional and so kind and just open for anything that I wanted to do. I hope it's a relationship that, that continues to blossom. They are great space in new york city for works in progress they do the hot festival this was their 30th anniversary where they literally take two months and do nothing but lgbtq plus works new works and experimental works and all different disciplines it's just it's a beautiful space really great people um so love and light to dixon place yay that is perfect I, I'm, I'm excited about this so much um so in encounter to that i think i'm gonna pick a fight today <laughs> But, okay, and I know I once picked a fight with lube because I'd spilled it on my floor. Yes. I had a recent experience where the lube was immediately absorbent and was not lube. And that's what I'm picking a fight with is with... It was more moisturizer. It, barely. Like, that wasn't even practical for it either. But just, like, lube that lasts less than 30 seconds, I think should be a crime because you just sold me snake oil. Do you remember... Wait, but snake oil is the name of one. Anyway, is it? I, it might be. I, I In my brain, I, I was like... gun oil. Yeah, you're right. That's gun oil is this thing for sure. But in my brain, I thought there's probably lube called snake oil, which would be not the best idea. Anyway. Um, do you remember that glorified... That glorious moment. That glory hole. Yeah. When you realize, I don't remember a single glory hole. When uh, when you realized there was more to life than CVS brand lubricant and Astroglide. Yeah. Oh my God. And KY. It, w- they're all, which I'm sorry if they're going to be a sponsor of this podcast, but all three of those are, it's just sticky garbage. That's what I mean. And it's. Yes, because that's where you start, because you can, you know, everyone goes into drugstores even whenever you're younger and stuff, and you're like, okay, that's where that stuff is. What's your favorite lube? Uh, Swiss Swiss Navy. Okay, I don't, I think I have experienced this. I've never bought that one. It's just kind of, it's it's a middle price range. It's not one of the crazy, I mean, the, the higher tier, I would love like some of the really expensive stuff. What's, what's expensive lube? I mean, like the bottles, I think they usually around like four ounces sometimes, but it was like upwards of like $40 is like crazy, I think. But that exists. So I have, I I, I typically buy, I used to buy um, liquid silk. I don't know. It looks like um, Cetaphil. Okay. Is, is what it looks like. Yeah, it's got like a pump or something like a... I'm talking about the color and consistency. Oh, oh I thought you meant the bottle. So it works in... Um, certain kinds of role plays where you want to pretend it's something else. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I used to use that. It's very slippery and nice. And now I use, it's like the wet, like it's like, it says wet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's what it's called. I think okay. that's the brand. Yes. Use those. And actually use those. So I use those. But um, uh, yeah, those are my two. Swiss Navy, Navy does the job. And I've also enjoyed Boy Butter before. Oh, and someone ex- uh, introduced me to, it's like studio ready or something. It's apparently what the porn star use oh, or cool. whatever. And that like, that was like, oh, I understand why they use this because it like it 
it never gave out. Right. It was forever. Oh, little, man. little dabble do you. Yeah, but is it too much, like, uh, is there not enough friction? Because sometimes if it's too slippery, then you're not feeling much. It was perfect. Oh, good shit. In fact, I have to text that guy and figure out what it was because I want to order some. <laughs> there we go. So um, we'll leave you now to go order your own <laughs> lubricants. Uh, um, thank you for joining us for another week of Dying Alone Together. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you leave us a glowing review wherever you're listening to this. Make sure you're subscribed and please, please, please click that star, click that five star because that is the thing that tells uh, the streamers at large, hey, this is something we should recommend to other people. So by by doing that small act, you really, 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 really help us. So yeah. please go out and do that for us. Um, you can follow us uh, on Instagram at, at Dying Alone Podcast, where you can submit your own stories. You can comment on on episodes. Uh, we want the feedback because we would love to talk about it here on the podcast. You can also follow me at Jack Tracy Official and me at JJ Bozeman. Dying Alone Together is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on our YouTube page, Necessary Outlet. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Mwah.